Ladies and gents, welcome back to the channel today. And quick warning, if you don't like doom and gloom, click off now or forever hold your peace. Because today we are going to look at several reports and I'm going to talk about social unrest, which is now a certainty, not a possibility, maybe scaremongering. No, it is now a certainty and it's already erupting in dozens of countries all around the world. And fun fact, I bet you didn't know that there's been more than 10,000 protests in the last year alone globally, just on energy, not including all the other things. 10,000 protests globally. Now there's a couple of reports we're gonna talk about. Um, the first one being this one here. And you may notice this report when I talk about it because we talked about it a while ago and I said the WEF Nostradamus-like prophecies, which seem to be right every year. So we're going to be looking at that in a moment. But I just wanted to touch upon a couple of the things that, uh, because it's very easy to forget what has been going on over the last year or so. Now remember, we've had mass protests in the UK uh, multiple times over different things from medical-based mandates and lockdowns right through to energy, through to fuel prices for vehicles. We've seen over in the Netherlands um, numerous protests, most recently farmers' protests over the CO2 reduction and the livestock reduction and wanting the government wanting to take over their farms. Um, we've seen over in Canada the truckers' protests. We've seen in America a number of protests. We've seen over in the Czech Republic 70 thousand people on the streets for just one protest very recently. And as I've talked about over the last week, we're now seeing reports, and I'll cover this, that Germany is going to be putting the military on the streets from the 1st of October. This also ties in with the new mandates for Germany around mask compulsory, mask wearing, and new restrictions. But I want to sort of switch gears before we go into the shared screen. And just talk about a couple of points that I'm aware of in terms of from my background, my history being in the military and seeing social unrest on uh, huge scales throughout multiple countries. I've now visited 72 different countries around the world and no doubt that will uh, go up even more over the years if I'm permitted to travel, which would be lovely. One of the things I talked about last year when I was in Tamarindo in Costa Rica was the social unrest that was taking place in South Africa, which was pretty extreme. That's one of the worst that I've seen in a long time. But I think that's going to pale in comparison to when people are both... Now, now, in fact, let's just talk about this. What often causes social unrest? What are the triggers for when you have the social cohesion breaking down in a society? Well, it's a number of things. It can be anything. People often talk about empty bellies causes angry people. I wouldn't necessarily say that's true. Empty bellies definitely get people motivated to take some sort of an action. But I would say anger is the biggest motivator for people getting rowdy and taking to the streets. The other thing associated with that is the wealth divide. And whenever you see wealth inequality, and you can look back hundreds if not thousands of years throughout history, there is a tipping point when eventually the people say enough is enough. And over the last two years, 
we have actually seen the greatest wealth transfer in the history of the planet. Social unrest can come from other things as well. It can be political, it can be uh, society-based, it can be food, it can be energy, cost of living crisis, religious, even racial. We've seen uh, mass uh, social unrest around racial issues in the last couple of years as well. But I think one of the big triggers for what's coming down the line is if you think about the poorest people in society who actually need the, the most help right now, they are really being left behind. And when you're spending a lot of your income, so a huge proportion of your income on basic necessities like food, rent, and energy, where not only is there no money left at the end of what, you know, your paycheck, but you're actually going into debt every single month. And then you're seeing very lavish things, other people living extremely lavishly and the public paying for these lavish uh, events and things. It, it creates this sort of tension and anger and, and bitterness and divide. And that's what I'm seeing a lot of at the moment. I do want to move to the shared screen now and talk about a couple of these very concerning reports. Now, rather than dedicate an entire video to this report as I do every year, I will do this um, another time. But today, really, I just wanted to focus on a few of the key points here. So economics, so what are they saying is a major risk that would happen in 2022. And again, this is from the WEF asset bubble bursts in large economies. So what are asset bubbles? That is housing and stock markets, including pensions. So this is a huge worry for most people because if your house, uh, if there's a housing market crash, if there's a banking crisis, that means that people's savings could be wiped out or bailed in. If there is a stock market crash, that means that pensions could be wiped out or at least massively depreciated. So this is one of the risks that they are talking about here. We also have a collapse of systemically important industry. Well, again, we are seeing that taking place with energy, especially within the European Union, debt crises in large economies, failure to stabilize price trajectory. I mean, this is incredible. The foresight they had to create a report like this way, way before any of the, I mean, even before Russia and Ukraine crisis, let's just move down then. And I want to focus, well, we could focus on the geopolitical, but let's look at the societal and that is collapse or lack of social security system. So this is one of their major risk forecasts. Employment and livelihood crises. Yes, we have definitely seen that. Erosion of social cohesion, failure of public infrastructure, infectious diseases, large-scale involuntary migration, pervasive backlash against science. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. You really can't severe mental health deterioration, widespread youth disillusionment. We have pretty much seen every last thing on that forecast. I mean, you, you can't make this stuff up. This is why it's so worrying. This is why often people say, how do you forecast so much um, events, Neil, with such accuracy? I look at a lot of these reports. I watch all their meetings. I watch their briefings. And it's not just the WEF. I follow a lot of the UN, a lot of NATO. I follow a lot of these people who have the influence. I follow what they say 
and I watch the interviews and then I just piece it all together. And that is why I'm saying to you with this video, you really need to be aware of what is coming down the line with this breakdown in social cohesion, what they refer to as social unrest. Because for many of you, I think if you haven't prepared for this now, you're probably somewhat too late because it's not easy to prepare for something like this. You've really got to well, in fact, I can't even talk about such things on this on this video platform, but you've really got to prepare for this sort of stuff a long way in advance. The next report that I want to bring your attention to then is this one, which really took me by surprise. So 101 countries witness rise in civil unrest in the last quarter. That's just three months. Okay, 101 countries in the last three months. Please get this. I hope you are understanding the significance of what I'm saying here in these reports. The world is facing an unprecedented rise in civil unrest as governments of all stripes grapple with the impacts of inflation on the price of staple foods and energy, according to the latest edition of our civil unrest index, the CUI. So this isn't, you know, as if it's CNN or Fox News or the BBC just putting out a random report. No, this is the civil unrest index that is putting this out. And they've got no reason to lie. In fact, I would have expected them to lie and say, oh, everything's fine. But no, they are actually giving you facts here. The data covering seven years shows that the last quarter saw more countries witness an increase in risk from civil unrest than at any time since the index was released. Out of 198 countries, 101 saw an increase in risk compared with only 42 where the risk decreased. As the conditions for civil unrest build in a growing number of countries, the severity and frequency of protests and labor activism is set to accelerate further over the coming months. Now you look at this civil unrest risk rise in over 50% of countries between 22Q2 and Q3. And just look at this, just look at the scale of this. It's, it's unbelievable actually. And some of these are Western nations. And then let's move down to figure two. So this is the six month civil unrest index. Projections paint a bleak picture. Look at these projections. And you've just got to read some of these reports to see what they are saying. A growing number of governments will struggle with rising popular discontent. And I 100% agree with this. You only have to look at the history books to see what is coming. What about the freedom of opinion and expression index then? Again, a negative trend. A lot of what we want to discuss is being suppressed. And you can see even the United States, look at this, is on there under deterioration. And that is a severe level of deterioration. Now, I want to move on to some of the articles then. Cost of living and energy crisis in UK, fear of civil unrest this winter. That's according to the Times. And if you think about how angry people are right now over these energy bills, just think what's going to happen as food prices increase. The, the thing is, people keep saying, oh, the government's going to take care of it. The government, you know, everything will be fine. Unfortunately, people don't understand economics and understand how the system works. You can't just keep creating, printing, printing, printing more bonds, treasuries, currency, whatever you want to say. You can't just keep doing this into infinity. The more you print, the more you expand the currency supply. The goods and services aren't expanding. They're shrinking. Do you understand this? The energy input costs are what is restricting 
goods and services output. So when you have not enough energy and the goods and services are shrinking and the, the currency is expanding, you've now got a lot more currency chasing fewer goods and services. So this is not the solution. Even in the US and the UK, everyone's saying, Biden, hero, oh, thank God for him. Liz Truss, wow, look at Liz printing hundreds of billions for the energy crisis. Oh, she's a hero. No, she's just taking the easy way out. Give it 18 months. All of this inflation is going to hit the economy again because they're creating all this new currency, let alone all the other types, because there's more than one type of inflation. I don't often talk about all the different types of inflation because it gets a little complex. But there are other types of inflation that are hitting the economy right now that aren't just a result of currency printing. Some of it is supply chain breakdowns. It's the breakdown of the labor pool, the $2 a day labor pool in developing nations. It's the impact of ESG mandates on energy, therefore restricting the energy, making energy more expensive. There is a lot going on right now. And even the IMF chief, who I don't like at all, Kristalina Georgieva, she is saying harsh winter may cause social unrest in Europe. Is it any surprise that Germany is going to be putting troops on the streets? Here's what I referenced earlier. More than 10,000 energy protest events took place in 130 countries between November 21 and the first week of August. So that's even less than a year. That's just nine months. What else are we seeing? Blackout. This was a simulation done. The first German district blackout simulation. 400 dead in 96 hours. Germany's municipalities are getting serious and preparing for the concrete consequences of a widespread power blackout. According to this, 400 deaths could be expected within 96 hours. After 24 hours, livestock would die, substations would fail, and water tanks would run dry. Then there would be looting, fires, and economic damage in the hundreds of millions. Again, I completely agree with this. I've seen it with my own eyes in developing nations. Authorities admit the danger is real. They're warning you about this. Every citizen must be aware of what happens when there is no electricity. Then there is no water. You can't fill up. After two days, you can't charge your cell phone. We are in no way prepared for this scenario. Why do you think I've warned you about these things? Why did I move to where I had a water source right next to my property? Why have I got water filtration systems so that even if I had to, I can grab river water or rainwater or whatever else and actually filter that into clean drinking water? Why have I started preparing all sorts of other things and food and preps and the like? Because I knew this was coming down the line two and a half years ago. Euronews, Europeans worry cost of living crisis will cause social unrest. So there was this survey done, uh, UK, Germany, France and Poland. Look at what the the statistics were on this. 75% in Poland expect social unrest. 69% in France, 64% in Germany, 57% in the UK. And again, there's all of this news, there's all of these polls talking about social unrest. And is it any wonder, just look at this image, look at the graffiti and the state of this place. And if you haven't heard about the riots going on right now in the UK, in Leicester, in fact, let me get off this image before YouTube bans the the video here. But if you haven't seen what's going on, there is just huge, I have to keep skipping through because otherwise 
there's going to be some sort of a violent scene and I'm going to get in trouble. But it is really kicking off between the Muslims and the Hindus. And again, I'm not passing any judgment on any of this. I'm not even going to pass an opinion because it is a very sensitive topic and I am neither Muslim nor Hindu so I don't even want to get involved with all of that but this has really been kicking off uh, over the last week and it just makes me laugh because I saw this come out just recently and then we look at the juxtaposition here of Leicester police in uh, this image who are going to be dealing with with this yeah, I'll, uh, I'll say no more on that. And it's not just in Europe. Look what is happening in the USA. Let me play a little clip of this for you. As of January 1st, 2023, the following things will go into effect. It abolishes cash bail for almost every offense. Okay, so let's just touch on that, first of all. So it abolishes cash bail for almost every offense. This includes kidnapping, armed robbery, second-degree murder, drug-induced homicide, aggravated DUI, threatening a public official, and aggravated fleeing and eluding. I can't actually play it because I'll get a copyright strike, but I'm going to just play you a little clip of it and just do it in 10-second segments. Offenders released on electronic monitoring have to be in violation for 48 hours before law enforcement can act. They could almost drive to Alaska before we can even look for them. All right, so all I'll say there is good luck to the USA with these new rules and policies. And keep this in mind, businesses and homeowners, officers will no longer be able to remove trespassers from your resident, residence or your businesses. It's almost as if they want um, absolute craziness to take place. Someone could decide to live in your shed and all we can do is give them a ticket. You have to decide what level of force is required to remove them and whether or not it's legal. And then as we finish up then, here are the articles people ask me. Uh, can you link me, you know, some of these articles? Always you can see the article address in the top bar here, talking about uh, troops on the streets from the 1st of October. And this is what I referred to again. Germany is reintroducing mandatory mask wearing on a national scale. So this is from euroweeklynews.com. So you can find that there. And then finally, the local D, uh, Germany to enforce new COVID rules from October the 1st, which actually ties in with the date of troops going onto the streets. So I will leave it there for today. You've got a lot to ponder on there and a couple of articles if you want to go and look those up and research for yourself. But overall, it's not looking good. Um, I just hope that you have prepared in some ways that I've been talking about. Remember, I've got some playlists on my channel that talk about different ways for preparation. I'm not a prepper. Uh, you know, there's loads of really good prepping channels out there that you can check out. I'm just a guy that's done my own research and prepared the best way I can for me and my family. So with that said, uh, take care. God bless you all. And I will see you tomorrow. See you then.